0: This is the Empowered Spirituality Podcast, the podcast about inclusive spirituality. Empowered spirituality is all about connecting and aligning to your own higher self. All religions, spiritual practices and beliefs, sexual orientations, gender identities and expressions are welcomed and celebrated here. I am your host, Samantha Nagel, owner of and coach at Empowered Spirituality, LLC. Every Wednesday, I will share a guided meditation practice, and every Thursday, I will share inspirational teachings or interviews with people with different spiritual practices, beliefs, and opinions. Come every week with an open mind, taking what you like and leaving the rest. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. As I began the journey of shifting my career to a job that aligned with my values and beliefs, having an education in health coaching has been transformational. Through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, you can become a certified health coach to empower your relationship with food, health, and wellness, live your dreams, earn while you learn, and embark on a new path. Join the global community of like-minded change agents who are here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to create the life you've always dreamed of by clicking the link in the show notes. And by doing so, you'll receive $2,000 off tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off tuition if you choose the payment plan option. Or you can mention my name, Samantha Nagel, spelled N-A-G-E-L. Discover how to take a holistic and nourishing approach to health and wellness today. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel, and it's an honor to have you here today. Today, I had the lovely opportunity to talk to Susanna, who is the owner of Blissful Bohemian and The Portal. So Savannah was a chemical engineer turned shamanic healer and a spiritual business owner. She helps empaths heal their own anxiety and own their own divinity. She's the creator of The Portal, which centers on spiritual health and wellness for empaths. Savannah focuses on energetic hygiene, grounding, manifestation guidance, shadow work, Reiki healing work, and a lot more. And the portal is super cool. It's not just her. There are other teachers that teach in this program. And they actually have a new lesson. um, I believe it's Sunday through Friday. And it's a really affordable offer too. So I would highly recommend checking it out. I'm going to be starting with her and taking a class next week about the ego, which by the time you listen to this will have been a couple weeks ago. she is so cool, um, and the really fun thing about it was when she was talking about the portal, her face lit up, and she just kept smiling, and she talks a lot about how she found her own purpose, right? She, I said she was a chemical engineer, and she left that profession to do this healing work, and you can tell that she's really living in her purpose, and kind of what I've been discussing on the podcast, that concept of dharma, she's really living in her own dharma. She talked about being an empath. Um, and she kind of describes being an empath more in the episode. But I think how I would simplify it for you is being an em- empath means you pick up on energies and you pick on up emotions from other people. Um, and I let me just add if you are an empath without those boundaries, without that work, shadow work, et cetera. I bet this year was very hard for you. I mean, it was hard for everyone, of course, Um, but I noticed for myself because I do identify with an empath, although I do think all of us are empathic in our spirits nature. Um, But as an, an empath, I was picking up on a lot of the stress and anxiety and fear and separation, both with the 2020 US election, and of course the pandemic, which is happening worldwide. And so rarely do we have these events that affect everyone all at once. And in 2020, we had event after event after event with an undercurrent of the pandemic. And so there were a lot of times where I wasn't feeling personally anxious, but I would notice a lot of anxiety in my energetic field, um, for lack of a better word. Um, So that sounds like a lot of the work that she does is integrating that empathicness. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word, Um, and integrating it and transmuting it into being a whole integrated self and putting up those boundaries, those healthy boundaries, so that you're not absorbing all that energy. And she really does talk about how being an empath, and I've talked about this, um, particularly in my one-on-one episode that I did recently, when I was introducing empowered spirituality to you all, um, you can be pegged as overly sensitive, overly emotional, Um, weak, anxious, mentally ill, um, all those things, when really you're gifted, and everyone's gifted in their own sense, but having that ability to feel very deeply and pick up on the feelings and emotions around you is a gift, but in the society, there's not a lot of space for that gift, which is something that Savannah talks more about. Anyways, um, why not take my word for it, or why take my word for it when you can just jump into the episode. Savannah is super cool. And it was just a great opportunity to sit down with her and to hear about her. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. If you did, you do enjoy this. I will invite you to go to iTunes or Apple podcasts and leave a five-star review or any review really, but of course I would prefer five stars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and leave a comment um, if you liked it maybe you can share it on your social as well you can reach out to Savannah on Instagram at the portal 1111 and let her know how much you liked it um, and actually I'm starting a new promotion where if you um, leave a review it doesn't have to be five stars any review is fine take a screenshot of it And DM me on Instagram at empowered.spirituality and you will get a free month of my Empowered Spirituality community. So without further ado, I welcome Savannah. I'm joined by Savannah, who is a chemical engineer, but she turned to a shamanic healer. She owns her own spiritual business. She works to help empaths heal their anxiety and own their own divinity. And she's also the creator of The Portal, which we'll talk more about, which centers on spiritual health and wellness for empaths. Um, welcome Savannah. Thank you. Thank you, Samantha, for having me. You're welcome. So I know that I gave you a brief introduction, but can you tell us more about what you do, who you are, your passions?
1: Ooh. So for me, those are very much one and the same. Uh, My life is just kind of my work now, but with lots of healthy boundaries, of course. Um, I'm a transformational life coach, a shamanic healer, content creator, and spiritual business owner and operator. And yes, I did used to be a chemical engineer. I have a bachelor's degree in that, and I worked in the industry for several years before receiving the call to go into healing work.
0: Mm beautiful you said that you had a call you felt called to doing the spiritual work um what did that transition look like for you
1: how much time do you want me to spend on this because i can (laughs) however long long you want um i'll give a brief synopsis um the biggest mile marker in my journey and path i'm 26 now was at 23, so about three years ago. I got really, really sick, and I was very anxious at this time. I had struggled with chronic anxiety and panic and obsession. uh, for. I was diagnosed with all those things at age 16, so seven years at the time. I was deeply unhappy. My life did not reflect my authentic self. I was, again, deeply unhappy, anxious, and depressed at times. Um, I was living a lie. I was abusing alcohol a lot. And I was just trying to figure out why I wasn't happy and try to make myself happy in that life. um, Because that's what I was told I always needed. And I had that, you know, some people work towards being in like a long-term relationship and living with that person and having a career that pays well and like all the the cars and the you know apartment and all the trappings that you're supposed to have and I just couldn't figure out I thought something was wrong with me um, rather than the situation because I had always been told that that's what I needed to have to be happy But I got there and I was unhappy. But at the same time, I was so comfortable and it was very much what was familiar and what was expected of me that I didn't leave until I got that push of being really, really sick. Um, I had Epstein-Barr virus, which is an adult form of mono and can be very serious, can be deadly in, I think, 10% of cases. So really weird outlandish disease disease. Last about 18 months. Like if you've ever had mono, the effects can go on about a year and a half. <clears throat> and I had no energy and it's not like the, you know, you had a long day type energy. It's like fatigue. You know, when you're like, it basically felt like a flu without the symptoms for mm. a long time. And I just felt like shit all the time. I had no energy. I was continually drained and zapped. I like could not function. And my hair also started falling out. So I went bald on about a fourth of my head um, and my partner abandoned me and moved to mm. California um, with no real intention of me actually following them even though that was kind of like the guys and you know, things got worse and I was even more unhappy. And I was like, I have to make a change. I have to do something else or like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so within 24 hours, I left that partner officially and quit my engineering job and career and decided to pursue my business, which at the time was like a holistic health business. I had no idea what I was doing with it, but I had been dabbling in it for about two years at the time so I was kind of really gaining knowledge on what how to do things I just was not being my authentic self so I it's pretty obvious to me that people who are successful in content-based businesses in online businesses are very authentic and I was not authentic with even myself um I lived a lie so to speak um so that's when I was like I have to start pursuing something else mm. and everything has taken form since then. So it's pretty new. It's only been about two years now because that was all in March, 2019. I also met my twin flame in that time. Um, that's a whole other story. And who's now my current boyfriend and partner. <clears throat> and so that's what happened. And then, then that, that's kind of where I've been for the past few years has been the after, and there's still been healing and struggling and all of that. Um, Nowadays though, maybe in the past four to six months, like I've entered, I feel into a new level of self-mastery and it's because of all of the suffering that I chose to work through instead of continue to swallow.
0: Mm, Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, You mentioned that during that time that you were pursuing that degree and pursuing those things that society expects of us that you weren't being your authentic self. And I'm curious about the journey back to your authentic self and what that looked like for you. Yeah.
1: Well, the first thing I did is I stopped caring what people were going to think about. I like made the conscious choice to stop caring what people mm-hmm. were going to think about me being a quote unquote woo-woo, that I was going to go full woo. And if anyone had anything to say about it, it had nothing to do with me. I didn't care anymore and that's actually when everything really took off for me um I grew a TikTok account to 100k in like two or three months and that was early 2020 um and started to really get a lot of hitback for the first time with the things that I put out because I decided to be my authentic self to talk about what I wanted to talk about and knew and it's been a growing process between me and the business, like hand in hand. Um, as I grow, it grows and it's a really, it's really wonderful um symbiosis. But mm, yeah. that my, making my work actually what I wanted and not caring what anyone ha- had to say about it versus what I think, you know, I always did things. This is what I think they like, this is what, and yeah, I want to keep, you know, who's consuming my content in mind, of course, but <clears throat> that's not why I do it. You know, I share what I, I want to share, what I'm called to share, and then the right people will come. And that's definitely been the case. Um, so my business and my work has been an integral part in coming back to my authentic self, because this is, I truly believe that like being a healer, all of the many realms of that, you know, online through content, through my subscription service, the portal, through the one-on-one work that I do, through the sound bowls, through the readings that I give, all of it is spiritual work. And I do believe that I'm meant to be a healer in this lifetime. And I think that's also why I suffered so greatly, but also had somehow within me the ability to discover the strength to get through it. Um, And that's like, that's when I say healer, I first and foremost in referencing to how you've healed yourself and how you continue to heal yourself because that's always the first step in the calling to be a healer is you um the universe is kind of like I'm going to show you how to heal yourself and then with that knowledge and that power and strength you're going to share it with others with compassion because you can you know see and feel what they've been through so my modality, my work, my healing work has been, I mean, I'm, I've am i stepped into what I'm meant to be doing in this lifetime, how I'm meant to be helping the collective in this lifetime. So that is a huge, huge step back to the authentic self. Um, being with a partner that actually is kind to me and uh, shows me love the way I want to be loved. And I even live in a different state and city. I lived in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and now I'm in Denver, Colorado. It's a lot more aligned to my values, Um, more time alone, just really following what feels good. That's been my mantra this week is like follow what feels good. And if something doesn't feel good, we need to evaluate it and pull it back into love, pull it back into what feels good. Sometimes like I get stressed out working and it feels bad. I notice it feeling bad. I step outside, have a breath. I might go get a walk down the street and get a coffee because I do live in the city Um, and come back, take a deep breath and then continue to do whatever I was doing. So there have been many steps back to the authentic self, but the underlying, like how to do it, if you're like, well, I want to do that. How do I do that? is you have to you have to listen to trust and love your feelings and then again trust them so that you can follow
0: them Mm, yeah and you talked about anxiety having been diagnosed with pretty intense anxiety when you were 16 um and then you said that your work as a healer really started with healing yourself what was that like to go on that journey of healing your own anxiety Messy, <laughs> messy. Um,
1: <laughs> healing is not linear. Healing is not a twelve-step program that you go through all the one, two, three, four, five, and come out the other side and I'm like, oh, I'm healed now. Check. It's a continual thing. Um, I'm still healing. I'm still healing on different and deeper levels. And I don't know if I'll ever be done. I think that it's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that this is called the work, right? In spiritual, we would call it the work. Yeah. And I love, I love to quote Baba Ramdas, who says, heal it. suffering is grace," and that has definitely been my experience. I mean, today, even today, I was like having some stuff come up, and I w- was able to move through it. And maybe in the past, I wasn't able to, and now I move so quickly and smoothly through it. I'm able to feel my strength through it. So um, what did it look like? What did healing myself look like? Healing my anxiety, what did that look like? If you're someone who's on a spiritual path and you suffer with anxiety and you suffer with, sorry, if you're someone who suffers with anxiety maybe even depression, obsessiveness, if you're on a spiritual path. Especially if you are an empath, you have the gift of clear feeling, clear sentience. You're very sensitive to energies. Maybe you might call yourself a hypersensitive person. The number one thing that you have to do in the beginning of your healing journey is start to put yourself first yeah and and that might sound right that might sound paradoxical like what do you mean you're meant to be a healer you're meant to be a servant you're meant to no we're not martyrs this is not abnegation of self you cannot give what you don't have you can't pour from from an empty cup so if you're going to help other people you have to be helped yourself And not just long-term conceptually, like going through and healing and working through your traumas, but also on a daily basis, you have to fill your cup first. So if you're on a healing journey, which I would say is synonymous with a spiritual journey, then you got to put yourself first. You have to start saying no to things, despite what others might think to put yourself first. You have to start saying yes to things despite what other people might say to put yourself first. You have to start waking up and having yourself as your first thing on your agenda. And if you, you know, oh, I don't have enough time, wake up earlier. You Mm -hmm. have to prioritize yourself, go to sleep earlier. Oh, I can't wake up at the time, go to sleep earlier. Start exercising the embodiment of your worth in this way. And not only will you communicate to the universe and yourself, which are one, that I am the one in power here. I am the one in charge. I am the one who gets to decide for me. I am in my choice. You can see a big shift here from victim to hero, right? Of your own story. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to wake up and make sure that I get what I need to fill my cup before I can touch anybody else's. If you start doing this, If you start doing this, everything in your life will change because your entire perception has changed to what do I have to do? What do I have to get done? What do I have to do to other people, for other people? What do I have to do to feel worthy of other people's approval? All, your entire like world center will shift from that to how can I best care for myself and follow my path to earn my own like pride proudness or pride of myself how can I make myself proud and again this might sound very paradoxical like hmm, that sounds really like self-centered and selfish it's not it's not you cannot be this like um warrior healer like a scholar and a fighter type archetype i suppose um if you don't got your motherfucking shit together period you can't do it you if you want to heal you have to put yourself first and that's you know there take this with a grain of salt of course because if you have children it's like okay Mm. you know don't prioritize going to your massage before you need to feed your children that's not what i'm saying I'm saying like, put your, i dare I say pleasure, put your pleasure above almost everything else in your life and things will change. Your pleasure and also the work that you need to do to find equilibrium within yourself every day and everything will change for you. So, and that starts with putting yourself first as a new paradigm for your entire life. That is how you start to heal anything anxiety is just the way that my ego slash fear slash mind likes to express um it can express in a multitude of different low vibrational um vibrations low vibrations um anxiety depression obsessiveness um, rudeness anger jealousy all the seven deadly sins (laughs) like it can it can come in and present in different ways, but ultimately it's just your, your fear trying to keep you where you always been because it's familiar. I do use that word synonymous with um, ego and mind, fear, ego, fear, body, ego, mind. So if you have anxiety or anything like that, anything that just feels like shit, but you don't know how to escape it, start putting yourself first And you'll see like, wow, I have a lot of anxiety from going to that bar that I didn't really want to go to, but I thought I needed to, Mm. to see people, to do it up, to be social on a Friday night because I'm a girl in her twenties. But what if before going out, you said, you know, I don't feel like going out, so I'm not going to period. Mm. And you stay at home and you cared for yourself. Your anxiety wouldn't even be triggered that evening. Or if it comes out of nowhere, sometimes our fear like so attack is out of nowhere. Yeah. Putting yourself first and being like, I can't show up to this meeting right now. Have them take notes for me. I need to go outside and breathe. And you know, again, take this with a grain of salt. If this is like the meeting of your life to sign your big record deal, then very different. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm talking on like a normal everyday basis. Um, And there's so many different self-care techniques that I could suggest, but just clearing out the time and making it a priority in your life is how you make space for healing and you change the paradigm to I am one who's healing versus I am one who's suffering from I'm one who's suffering.
0: Mm, Thank you for that. Um, You mentioned empath a lot. And I know that a lot of the work that you do is around working with empaths. Um, can you define or explain what that means to be an empath?
1: Yes. So my definition of empath is someone who is naturally gifted with clairsentience. So this is, you can become more empathic, but to be an empath, I believe is something you're kind of born with, and it's beautiful because I do believe and I'll get to this in a moment that all anxious empaths are meant to be empowered healers. So I think a lot of healers are born. These are our very sensitive, intuitive people, and they don't really have a spot in society right now, and I'm just trying to give them one. I am one. Um, I thought I was broken. I've been an outcast my entire life. Um, but I never was, I just was, I thought I was broken. I was mentally ill. I was um, all these things that I wasn't just cause there's not really a spot for the healer archetype in our societies anymore. Like maybe when uh, humans live more indigenously, there was always a spot for that. And the modern, yeah. um, the modern churches and religions that we have have kind of taken the position of clergy mixed with also like our doctors today are kind of like healers but I don't think you know neither of them are really both anymore and there's not really a spot for someone who heals and also guides you know um, and I'm just trying to make more space for that in our society by helping out our empaths and showing them how to care for their energy how to work through their shadow so that they can become healed and start to do the work that they're born to do, which is healing work.
0: I love that. I I know that I've talked about this in other episodes that I always thought I was weird or too sensitive, too anxious, mentally ill. Like you said, I've always had a trigger around the word mentally ill as well. But not that anxiety isn't real, but that I wasn't mentally ill. I don't believe I was it was an empath. I was meant to be this way and it was my gift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: until you, and, and you, so backing up, empath is someone with clairsentience. This is cl- clear feeling. It is the psychic mm. sense of feeling like clairvoyance is psychic seeing. This is psychic feeling. And if you can feel energy, imagine what you can do with that power. Imagine what you could do that you can feel and tr- and learn to transmute energy within your body and around you. Obviously, you should use your gifts for good always, but some people don't. Some people have this gift and don't. Um, it's rare that you figure out what's going on um, because, you know, when you're so connected to everything around you, you, I think that you naturally have a preference for quote unquote good mm. um, or the light or just the oneness. Um, but exactly what you said you're just not using the gift properly you you know if you have psychic feeling and you're being bombarded by feelings all the time you can get into things like anxiety depression feeling like you're unstable mentally unstable but really you're just not knowing how to protect your energy yet and you just don't it's it's very much a curse until you learn how to use it and then it's a beautiful beautiful gift like, for example, one of the ways that I see it being used in my life with my practices, um, I'm able, I can read people's energy, like, like it's my job, haha, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can just know exactly what's going on, and then I know how to guide you, where to guide you, um, if I'm doing energy work on you, how to, where, and how to do that, so that's how it can be a gift of course you know never want to read someone without their consent that's an ethics thing or at least not tell them if you're like kind of automatically reading them but it can be a gift in many ways and when you really start getting good at it at moving energy and moving energy in the body think about i mean all all illness it's believed in many traditional medicines and now modern science is showing this as well. All illness starts in the energetic body, in the spiritual, in like spirit, basically. So if you can feel stagnant energy in a certain maybe energy center in your body, you can immediately transmute it and like heal your subtle body and yourself before anything takes root. Um, so it gets, it gets really cool, but a lot of people who have this, they think they're cursed but you're not, you have a gift that you don't know how to use because society doesn't have a space for you yet. And that is where I'm trying to do my work.
0: Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, so your work, you do a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff for your work. Can you explain more about what you do for work? Yes. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so I'm a transformational life coach. And I take one-on-one clients. I work with them to sort through, work through, feel through and heal their shadows so they can be released and then therefore then move into what's more aligned. I basically like, I'm a transformational life coach. Like what the title says, like you feel like shit, you want to feel good. You want to pursue what's in your heart. And I guide through people through that, especially when their fear can, or ego kicks back at them a lot. So I do one-on-one work that way as a, as a spiritual coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm a shamanic healer, which means I'm an energy healer. I'm a psychic and I'm a sound healer by default. But I was actually those three things, a, a psychic, a sound healer, and, and an energy healer before I even trained in this modality. I'm still, mm-hmm. st- still training, um, but I am a Peruvian Caro Q apostrophe E-R-O, shaman. So descendant of the Incan tradition. Mm. And, and that is really awesome. So you'll see a lot of that, though I don't openly advertise I'm a shaman yet, at least maybe I will one day when I'm a full, we call it Mesa carrier, a full fledged everything. Yeah, um, But you see a lot of that through my content. So I am a content creator, some might say influencer. Uh, work with brands that are aligned with me and my values. And that I know my audience will love to create just fun content, like always and promote their stuff. I really love, um, I really love that work. I love it's, it's a new form of art content creation, right. And it benefits people. I love that. That's my content is how I can heal people f- like for free,
0: mm, basically, yeah. you know
1: what I mean? Like I'm getting my paid through whatever brand is sponsoring, but yeah. Um, but people have access to whatever I put out, right? So that's that's really good. And then spiritual business owner and operator, that is about the portal, which is my monthly membership, which is very cheap. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. And it is, it is only going to get better and better and better. We have only been out nine weeks now, which is crazy to think about. We have in that time, yeah, we've, in, yeah, we've put in so much infrastructure. It's got its own Instagram now at the portal 1111. And by June 1st, we will have an app rolled out for to make mm. the user experience even better. So that is my community for Empath. That is my Empath School, Empath Healing, Empath. We have live classes every night by me and five of my colleagues who are resident instructors. Um, it's seven days to try for free. And then $22.22 USD going forward. Um, that is, I'm really passionate about that. It's very new, it's a newborn, um, but that is how I'm going to really
0: help a lot of empaths. Mm, congratulations. Your, your whole face lit up as you were talking about your new portal. So that was really exciting for me to see. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, it's,
1: it's a baby, but Wow everything i'm very much in open communication with spirit with source with um my guides and they are just continually pushing me there and opening new doors so quickly in front of me to really make that flourish so it's a long-term project right but i hope for it to one day maybe in the next few years be the gold standard and be like known that there's a place for empaths to come figure out their gifts and to belong
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. And I wish I had had that when I was younger in life too. Um, And $22 a month, give or take is, is really cheap. And I I noticed that you said that you're really proud of how cheap that you've made it, which I think is really cool because people tend to put a really high price barrier on wellness because they can. Um, And I don't always think it's maybe necessarily the quote unquote, like, right thing to do even though there
1: is no right yeah I definitely feel that um I definitely I see both sides so my life coaching that it takes more time from me and these people I very much hold underneath my wing and tight to me um this is like more expensive but not, that's not accessible to everyone, especially right now. So that's another reason why I have the portal is, you know, if you want to work with me, one-on-one, you want to work and do the work and you need some guidance and help. Um, but the energetic exchange is not a possibility for you right now. You have the portal you have, we have 90 of us now in nine weeks. And I know, I know it's, they're beautiful. I'm astounded by those souls every day. Um, they, will hold you they will like it's kind of crazy like we have a discord server it's kind of crazy the support and love that I see there I'm very proud of that as well um, that to have such a space to foster such a space um, but I mean they took it from there right yeah. but that's why because I definitely see both sides you know like to work with me one-on-one this is something very serious and personal to me and yeah. like your results are of my utmost priority. So that's more pricey, but if you can't afford that, then we have a super cheap option, which we have live classes every single night by six resident instructors, me being one of them. i actually teaching here um, in a little bit. So you have a huge opportunity and I would love to, I would love to make it free, but I think that small girl, like $22 every month empowers people to care right um if it was free then it would just be like yeah whatever i have it but and, and that's been my same experience but if you're paying something even if it's like just 22 dollars, like a gym membership worth you'll care about it um and also like you know i got payment instructors and i gotta operate it but i'm very excited to see how that grows in time because there's a day coming soon where it's going to make more like income than I know what to do with. And then I know I've been knowing for a while, that something incredible, like maybe opening up a charity or not or a nonprofit while will just present itself to me. Um, actually the portals entire idea was a channeled in message last November to me. So I know that that's coming and everything's just going to feed into each other. So that is the scope of my work. Um, it, it is kind of a lot, I guess. It's, But to me, it's not all over the place. It's just different tiers of what I offer. Like you can do a three-month program with me or you can just get a one-time reading and healing or you can come join our portal community and get all the goodness from there or you can just consume my content. There are many levels to how you can work with me
0: and I'm very aligned
1: with all of them. Mm.
0: I love that. And thank you for saying that about working with you one on one because you do need to value the work that you're doing and you know, it would be the best <laughs> for everyone if things could be free, but that's not sustainable and that means that you wouldn't be able to put in the energy and the time that you put in. And I think the work you're doing exactly. is really amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's also you're a welcome. known it's a known thing in Reiki, in Shamanism, in many modalities that if you want to heal, like if you want to get the healing of a healer, you have to give an energetic exchange. Now in the past, before we had money, this might have been like a bouquet of beautiful flowers that you picked and brought to them so they could have it in their house. But now because things We live in a capitalist society where money is king. This is the most common form of energetic exchange. Whereas like, again, maybe in the past, you brought me uh, uh, some fresh baked loaves because you were the baker. Um, And people have so much trauma around money, right? That's a whole other talk. I actually just gave seven weeks, the first seven weeks of the portal, I did a class called Money Manifestation. Mm. That was awesome. Right now and the class, I'll teach in two hours from now is called Mastering the Ego. So, I mean, there are some amazing classes in the portal. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'm, we're learning and growing together.
0: Yeah, wow. Um, you mentioned Reiki and um, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we've never really explained what it is. Um, so if you wouldn't mind explaining what Reiki is.
1: Um, yeah, and we actually have Reiki healings every Friday to like transition you from the week into your weekend. Ooh,
0: um, I'm not,
1: that. yeah, I'm not a Reiki practitioner, but we do have a resident Reiki master named Leia. Hi, Leah, if you're listening, love you. And Reiki is a, well, it's called, first off, it's called Holy Fire Reiki. That's like the hmm. official name. And there's like a Holy Fire. It's like a gold blazing white light that they heal with. They heal you with. So, I'd have to get into the whole idea and experience of energy healing, but it is a fairly common form of formal energy healing with white light. Thank you. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a Reiki practitioner, so I, they probably would explain it. it way better.
0: Got it. Thank you for giving us an intro. Um, and you mentioned that you do a lot of work with energetic hygiene and you mentioned wanting to touch on. The
1: topic of energetic hygiene oh yeah okay so as we said earlier in the pod remember when i was speaking about making that space and time for yourself as a priority every day this mm-hmm. is when you would do your energetic hygiene so i have a course like this in the portal under the empath school part that is called empath survival guide and i've broke it down into four sections, meditation, clearing, um, meditation, clearing, shielding, and grounding. So in no particular order. And there's these concepts that you need to be clearing out your energy systems, best known as the chakras, the seven mainline chakras, the most powerful ones. Um, And that you need to be shielding your energy, like shielding your aura. And that you also need to be grounding your energy. Um, and then meditation as well. I could go into meditation and what it actually is for days. So um, you just let me know which one you want to hear about and I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, let's hear about meditation. We do a lot of meditation on the podcast.
1: Meditation is a training of the mind. And it's funny because when you meditate, you're not supposed to have your mind involved at all. Hmm. A lot of people think it's it's just thinking about nothing. You're not trying to think about nothing. You're auto, you're being so present that there is no there are no thoughts coming up and when they do come up you release them. You learn how to let them go. So it's this practice of allowing being in stillness, allowing thoughts to come and allowing them to go. So you can see why this is very useful in your everyday life, especially if you have anxiety and intrusive thoughts, because as thoughts arise, you have learned and practiced to just let them go, to not identify with them. Thoughts don't have to take root. They can keep going. We can breathe them out and release them. And then think what we want and then choose from those thoughts that we want to become our words and become our actions and then our reality. So very powerful practice. Um, and it just feels—it feels so good after you're done. Like even ten minutes a day can change your entire fucking life. Like it can really do a lot. It's—it's it's the number one thing that I recommend to anybody in a spiritual practice or as an empath. Start meditating ten minutes every day. It will change everything for you, and from there things will continue to evolve and change as well. Of course, for your higher's good, <clears throat> and that of the collective, but. Meditation, if you can show up for yourself in your meditation practice every day, you're golden. You're golden. You're putting yourself first. And when we meditate, we finally sit with that feeling that just chases us all day, the, the, that existential dread. And we just sit with it for once and just be with it and breathe and bring all of our presence into the breath. Or maybe if we're sitting on the earth, into the earth, If or if we're being you know, we're by a lake where the wind is gusting through our hair, we're feeling that, we're in our feeling, we're in our body and we're grounded in that way. Then the feeling that that, that existential dread will start to change the moment that you sit with it. It's really interesting, that mm-hmm. anxiety that we, yeah, that we run from all day, every day. The moment you sit with it, it changes. So it's a it's a beneficial practice for many reasons. Of course, it's very ancient and modern science really backs it up a lot. It I, I would say of all the things that I do currently, because I do about one to two hours of spiritual practice a day now. Wow. And I got to. <laughs> I got the time and I'm putting myself first like that. But meditation will change your life just trust me just just do it you'll see see. just do it (laughs) it's necessary you have to you have to learn to be the one in charge and not let your mind and thoughts be in charge and this is a great way to shut it off and exist without the mind to realize huh wow yeah I am not the mind but the mind is here talking all the time and right now I'm practicing not identifying with that and just letting thoughts go by and being conscious of my thoughts so
0: It's a fantastic
1: practice. It's definitely the number one thing that's helped me with my anxiety amongst, again, the one to two hours of spiritual practice I do every day.
0: Thank you. Um, One thing that I do ask all of my guests that are healers, which are a lot of them, um, and and you touched on this a bit with your self-care practices, but how do you keep your boundaries with work and keeping your energy sacred?
1: Uh, It took a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It took a long time. Um, I have very firm boundaries now. I keep it on my desk. I look at it every single day. And I have, you know, throughout my day, I'm supposed to be doing along with my, I work with my natural circadian rhythm or chronotype Mm. a lot. Um, So I'm working. And doing, like, so the main parts of my work every day are categorized into content, community, admin, and projects. Mm-hmm. So I have a specific time block in the day when I do those things. And not only does this help me be more productive and efficient, it also, because, you know, I'm more efficient and productive within the time that I am working. I have more time for myself. Yes. So... I've really recognized that my time away from this work is just as important as my time with it. It's just like, if you're an author and you don't read, you're not gonna have any fuel to write with. So my own self-care, my own practices, my personal life, um, my hobbies, these are things very important to my happiness. And my happiness is very important, my, and my peace. Let's, my joy, my peace, being mm-hmm. in a high vibration. Um, the things that aren't my work that put me in a high vibration are important to my work and they feed each other, right? My work allows me to be fulfilled, provides for my household and myself um, financially. And then my joy that I cultivate outside my work feeds what I'm able to do in terms of helping people. So when you realize that and you have to have boundaries with that. Like, you know, if you're a healer, you can really get into it. Like I was late to this podcast recording because I was in a tree, like feeling amazing. <laughs> so boundaries, boundaries are big. Whatever yeah. that means for you, pick it for what makes sense, institute it, live, live and die by it. Like 7 p.m. nightly, I'm done. I don't care. It can wait.
0: Yeah. It can wait is like a
1: big thing. And, and when you have like specific like okay I'm going to sit down and do two hours of community and content. Everything has like an assigned time and its own time block, so it stays there and. I hope that makes sense I hope that answers the question. Yes,
0: yeah, that was perfect, and then the next set of questions 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 is a triage that I kind of ask every one of my guests, the first one is. What would you tell your younger self knowing all that you do now? I actually
1: journaled about this the other day.
0: Oh, you,
1: everybody, okay, people don't like you because they don't understand you. And so you think you're unlikable, but really you're not understood yet.
0: Oh, yeah. I wish I had learned that sooner too. Yeah. And what do you hope to learn from your future self?
1: I can't even imagine because I'm, Mm. I've done so, yeah, I can't even imagine what she has to teach me yet. Um, I don't know, or think I might achieve enlightenment in this lifetime, but I'd like to get pretty close. So just further compassion, further forgiveness, further love, um, further trust in myself, in all things, in source, in others, um, for their grace, for their mercy,
0: all that. That's wonderful. And then the last one of that little cluster is how do you connect with your higher self or your highest self? Gratitude
1: is always a good way in. Yeah, um, gratitude is always a good way into the higher self and really embodying and feeling the gratitude not just saying it um I like nature a lot right the tree yeah <laughs> just doing what feels good I'm telling you your higher self like your the blueprint for your purpose your life your like faded path is in your heart So following your feelings, following love and desires from love in your heart puts you in that high vibration, connects you with your higher self, and then you continue that as you walk the path, and then you find a fulfilling life. That's kind of how it
0: works, right? Mm, Thank you. And the last question is, what does empowered spirituality mean to you?
1: It means, <laughs> it means um, doing things that feel right despite what anybody else might think about you and just standing in your own power and knowing of yourself as a divine being, having a human experience. So um, despite what other people might think and you'll actually find that it's contagious, right? That sort of authenticity is contagious. So for me, that would be feeding the squirrels at the park apples or leaving like different fruit offerings at a tree in the park um just to be like hey or thank you for doing everything and being everything for us humans um and not caring if someone because you know, my park's kind of busy I live in a city not caring if someone sees me like you know praying in mm. the tree putting an offering down like, <laughs> yeah no, I don't care like I'm empowered in my spirituality and I, and I felt great and then maybe you know I those people aren't even necessarily judging me so and if they were like who cares I mm. hope that one day they can find something like this that they can give back and it makes them feel good and then don't care when we say like don't care about what other people think we mostly refer to being judged right So Mm, if you're empowered in your spirituality, you're gonna do what feels right, no matter how people might or
0: might not judge you. I know, that that fear of judgment, that ego, that's hard to to get around. It sounds like that's a lot of the work that you're doing. Um, So before we leave, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Anything else that you wanna add?
1: No love is always available to you just put your hands on your heart breathe into the area and actually notice what comes up and then follow that
0: i love that and you mentioned before we started recording wanting to play the sound bowl i was wondering if you wanted to play us out which i've never had anyone do for us before (laughs) the new (laughs) outro yeah (laughs) okay
1: If you're listening right now, just take a deep breath, sit back and receive, just receive. Imagine you're like in a womb and you're just relying on mom and she's got you.
0: Wasn't that episode just so amazing? Um, And after that music, I did not even want to hang up. (laughs) I wanted to keep going and bask in that beautiful sound bath that she gave us. Um, Thank you so much, Savannah, for coming on the episode, for doing that emotional labor, that energetic exchange with me, with our listeners. I know that we all really appreciate it so much. If you want to work with her further, you can visit the portal on Instagram at the portal 1111. Like she said, it's such an affordable offer. And I did the math. It's less than a dollar per class if you go to all the classes. Um, And there are some really, really cool classes coming up. She only shared with me the schedule of this month, April. um, And when this comes out, it is May. Um. But check it out and see if any of those classes resonate with you and do the seven-day free trial. What's What, what harm in that? Um, you can learn some things for seven days. Um, if you liked this episode, like I said in the beginning, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And once you do that, take a screenshot and DM me at empowered.spirituality for a free month of my Empowered Spirituality community. Plus, it would be nice to let Savannah know that you liked the episode. And if you'd like to work with me further one-on-one, please consider joining my free six-week course on Meeting the Intuition. It started this week. So this week is the last time to sign up. Um, you can visit empoweredspirituality.online to see some of my work and to book a coaching session with me. And you can join the weekly meditation circle at www.meetup.com. Actually, it's a really long <laughs> hyperlink. So I'm just going to put it in the show notes and you can click on it and it'll take you there. It's every Sunday at 1 p.m. Mountain time. Um, I believe that is all. Thank you so much, Savannah. And thank you for listening. Namaste. It can be challenging to find a community of supportive people to share in our spiritual journeys with. We all need support and love no matter where we are on our personal journeys. So I am excited to announce that I have created the space for just that. In the Empowered Spirituality community, you will receive a weekly video lesson, weekly journaling prompts, access to an additional guided meditation every week, monthly group meetings and teachings via Zoom, and access to a loving and supportive online community. Additionally, all members will receive 20% off of all of their coaching sessions. You can follow the link in the show notes for this community offer or visit patreon.com slash empowered spirituality.